0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. On today's episode, we're joined by Sony Jean Michel Thornton, Senior Human Resources Business Partner at Columbia University Irving Medical Center. Sony brings over 20 years of experience as an HR professional, having worked in all areas of human resources from talent engagement strategy to total rewards to performance management, employee wellness, and even employee training. Sony is currently the Senior HR Business Partner with Columbia University Irving Medical Center, an academic medical center and the largest campus of New York Presbyterian Hospital. She's responsible for overseeing the development and implementation of human capital strategy and client service delivery. Sony is an expert in both strategic HR practices and executive management coaching with a track record of coaching in the areas of transformational leadership, intercultural communication, team building, and managing change. She's really done and seen it all. Now we're dropping this episode on the Tuesday of Employee Benefits Week on HR Daily Advisor, and Sony would have just joined us as a member of our panel, The Evolving Landscape of Employee Benefits. We wanted to have Sony back on to keep continuing that conversation around benefits, really lean on her expertise and her 20 plus years of experience, and keep digging into this conversation around benefits and the flexibility that's really become a priority in 2023. So, without further ado, let's get Sony introduced. Sony, welcome to the HR Works podcast.
1: Good day, Josh. Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: I'm great. It's great to have you on again. We're sharing this episode a day after having you on the panel for HR Daily Advisors Employee Benefits Week. So I'm sure you're going to have a great conversation there, but it's good to have you on here and just get you introduced to our audience, or at least get you more introduced to our audience if anyone tuned into that panel. So let's get you started off there and share your story a bit. Why HR? As I mentioned, you've got over 20 years of experience in the HR field. So why HR and really what sparked you to pursue a career in human resources and people operations?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Um, Well, uh, my initial focus um, in school was psychology, but I really enjoyed business administration. Um, HR was the right mix between the two, given the human connection aspect and understanding the business in any industry. Um, I love the fact that HR can drive change. I love to drive change. Um, Providing support to leadership and employees interchangeably is huge for me. Um, HR can influence major business decisions, but overall, HR can have a very positive impact on the people and culture. HR professionals are tasked every day to promote organizational values, and they are responsible to foster transparency and respect. Um, I believe HR plays a major role in influencing leadership to manage well, uh, but to also be compassionate you know compassionate leadership is something that you hear of but oftentimes you have to work towards seeing it we ensure that our employees at any organization feel seen understood and supported that's us hr professionals and i truly believe myself that hr can influence joy in the workplace
0: i love that yeah bringing the compassion into the mix too is is so crucial again it's the human part of human resources. I think that's what I really enjoyed in meeting and speaking with so many HR professionals like yourself is the importance and the value of bringing human into the profession and putting that first and foremost. And that is so crucial and really is the central thread with so many HR professionals like yourself. I love hearing that story though. Thank you for sharing that, Sony. So we've got you on today as part of Employee Benefits Week for HR Daily Advisors. So Talking about benefits, I really wanted to hone in on this one word that has really dominated the conversation in the employee benefits space, and it's that idea of flexible. So let's start there. When talking about employee benefits, what does flexible mean to employees and employers in 2023?
1: Wow. <laughs> well, um, you know, now more than ever, it means a variety of different options. You know, employees love to have options, and employers need to also kind of They need to ensure that they're hearing or listening to what the employees need. So from your regular benefits to your non-traditional benefits, that's fine. But then there is that key word flexible, right? Flexibility in the workplace, it means allowing employees even more options, Josh. (laughs) Flexible means, you know, allowing employees to choose how, when, and where they can work Um, such as remote or hybrid, or a variety of different alternate type of flexible schedule, like working from home, if that's what they choose, or going into the office, if some prefer that.
0: Yeah, and the choice piece is key, right? It's that option to be able to choose what works best for you. And with that, really maximize your benefits, make the most of your benefits and your employee experience. Has that perception of flexibility changed at all over the last few years? I mean, flexibility isn't a new concept, but it seems like it's certainly come more to the forefront lately. How have you seen it change?
1: Um, absolutely. Uh, the perception of flexibility has changed, I would say more so since the pandemic, but now we're stepping out of the pandemic and it's, it's a thing. It's something that's going to stay in our workplace. And uh, you have different organizations that are focusing on flexibility as a core. Uh, You'll see it in the job description. You'll see when they're trying to attract new talent. That's a focus of theirs in their job description, in their employee benefits. So there's a lot of conversations on this. And of course, there have been some good data from different, from Gallup, from other organizations that talks about having the flexibility, employees get a little bit more of the work-life balance that they want, as well as the employers benefit from the productivity of those employees.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting to see how flexibility is being interpreted. Our understanding of flexibility, like you said, pre-pandemic probably was more um, restrictive. Again, there was flexibility and that maybe some choice was available, but post-pandemic we've really seen that there could be so many different approaches to work-life balance and what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the next person, but that option, that choice that you had mentioned earlier is certainly becoming crucial. I love that you mentioned too that it's really being – championed and celebrated by organizations as part of their culture when flexibility can be really something that that they're advertising that you bring to the front, especially in a tight talent market where you can really set yourself apart from your competition and say, hey, we are flexible here and this could work for you. It's really been interesting to watch that shift again in flexibility where it's not necessarily, oh, hey, I can leave work an hour early because I need to get to my kid's practice. There's a bit more flexibility to say, no, you can work from home this day because there's hybrid work or Even the understanding, we're going to dig into PTO, but that understanding of how you can use time off, Um, and that's certainly shifting and changing. And It's been interesting to be right in the middle of that change in the last few years.
1: Yeah, the rigid workplace that we once knew is out the door. Um, Employers have to embrace flexibility. There's no ands or ifs about it anymore. Um, Employees can be productive no matter where they are or where they're working from. (laughs) Um, And it's also the better quality of life for employees are at the forefront for them. And it's important for them to have an employee who understands their well-being.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing too, just that flexibility is a defining characteristic of culture. And look, it doesn't work for every organization. It doesn't work for every industry or it's in varying degrees. And I think we're seeing organizations really use that as their way to separate themselves, to stand out, to identify and define their culture as this is how we look at flexibility. Looking though, just specifically at benefits and one of the most important benefits that I think we all can agree and look at time off PTO. We're certainly seeing a growing conversation around unlimited and flexible PTO it's really hard to go anywhere in the HR space without hearing that debate of does unlimited PTO, does flexible PTO work? So what's driving that increased interest and just the overall conversation around unlimited and flexible PTO benefits?
1: I would say employees who want to have a better quality of life, right? Um, And I I think employees are experiencing tremendous concerns around burnout, increased stress, um, the need to kind of be plugged In and plug on (laughs) into the office all the time, and the lack of boundaries. So, again, employers are looking at a lot of non traditional ways to um, support employees, attract talent, reduce turnover. Absolutely, these are important factors. So, now there's this trend around unlimited paid time off. PTO is very beneficial. But of course, you have to get it right, and you have to get employees to use it.
0: Right. It sounds great in theory, but you're right. You need to be able to actually put it into practice and set it up the right way so that it works for your organization. It, again, works for both the employees and the employers. So can unlimited and flexible PTO be mutually beneficial? Can it it be good for both the employees, but for employers as well? How can that also be good for them?
1: Uh, You have to shift the culture. You absolutely have to have a different conversation with your organization. A lot of time is employees don't feel that they can take time off. Um, They feel that they're dedicated to the organization and managers, or at least the organization, is looking at them in a different way if they utilize the time off. So we're saying in one hand, Josh, that, you know, we can have a limited time off, but they're like, okay, you need to get the work done. And the work is massive and it's ongoing. So being able to not only say something, talk it, but also walk it, right? It's how are we going to be supportive in having employees use more time off? Um, there are organizations that have unlimited PTO and they still see a really bad usage, utilization of it. So it's a matter of what the organization will do to change and shift culture. There has to be a trust within the organization. And we have to also allow the employees to take time off. You know, leaders have to practice it. We also have to set some boundaries in reference to when either emails go out or when work deliverables are expected. But truly, truly, the culture has to be committed to supporting the employees when they are taking time off.
0: I love what you mentioned about leadership having such a crucial role in the way employees use PTO and look at unlimited PTO. Because you're right, you need to be cognizant of that. You need to create the opportunities for employees to feel empowered to use their PTO, their unlimited PTO, or their flexible PTO. Again, you're creating structures and schedules where, sure, you could say you've got unlimited PTO, but it's not practical. Uh, It's never really going to get off the ground. I think that's going to be one of the bigger challenges that we see.
1: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Once you're shifting the culture and you're seeing leaders utilizing time off and you're also being encouraged to take time off and it's not frowned upon, or at least you don't feel that you're going to be penalized for taking time off and you can actually do it. You can actually utilize it. So there's a benefit to this, right? Right. We talked a little bit about the cons, but the benefit overall is employees actually spending more time with their families, you know, taking some rest time for themselves to recuperate and make sure that they're most productive. The win-win for the, the organization long-term is in productivity and, you know, more charged and empowered employees who are going to probably stay, stay committed, stay long-term, and also help the organization grow.
0: Yeah, I love that, that idea of engagement. You're going to have just more engagement, ideally, because you've got a more recharged workforce, but also a workforce who feels appreciated and feels like, again, they've got some control of their work-life balance to where there will be a want to stay and continue their career with an organization, which who doesn't want that? When you've got that institutional knowledge, when you've got long-tenured employees who are committed to your organization, you're only going to see better results. Uh, that, That certainly, there's a lot of upside to be seen there from the employer standpoint. What are some of those challenges, though, that we're seeing or concerns that we're seeing around unlimited PTO? I was saying before the call that if you search unlimited PTO, it doesn't take long to see a number of articles or videos saying how unlimited PTO doesn't work and could be a challenge, may even be a scam. I think I saw one video <laughs> you know, posted, which was a bit extreme. But what are some of those challenges and concerns that, uh, that we're seeing around unlimited PTO?
1: Yeah, I think some of the employees have concern about employees might abuse taking time off or not utilizing it in the way that they really should. Um, maybe taking the time off to kind of do their own business elsewhere um, and not give as much to the organization. They're concerned about like, you know, some vacation may overlap and not having enough coverage within the organization. Um, and they're just overall concerns from the employee standpoint, right? Where they don't feel that, you know, the employees really trust them, that they would know when to use the time. So again, as I mentioned, it's frowned upon, but employees want to be loyal. So sometimes they just stick it out through this project. I'm going to stick it out through this other fiscal year of not taking vacation. And I'm like, it's not a badge of honor. It's, it shouldn't be.
0: That, that's so true and, and so spot on. I think what's interesting as well, just with the conversation around PTO, and you mentioned it earlier, it's understanding your workforce and what fits well, too. And again, this is the idea of flexibility. It's not one size fits all, even with unlimited PTO or the idea of flexible PTO. And it really falls to HR leaders in their organizations to understand their people, understand what works best, listen to your people, listen to your culture, and get a sense of your culture and what fits best there, and then embrace that. With that in mind, I mean, how can leaders get a read of where where the flexibility fits best with their organization, and how it fits into their corporate culture?
1: Um. They have to ask, right? They have to ask their managers. They have to ask their employees. Um, There are ways through certain type of engagement surveys. There are opportunities to get feedback from a variety of different training and sessions so they can hear from their organization. Uh, Columbia at the Medical Center, we just launched a whole well-being survey. And these are some of the important questions we were asking. We're asking employees, what do they need? How can we support them? You know, how can we help their life be easier and how can we help them put their self care and well being at the forefront?
0: That's great. Thank you for that, Sony. So, um, we can't be talking about flexibility in benefits without talking about probably one of the most dominant topics in the flexibility conversation, and that's the idea of workplace location, right? Remote versus hybrid versus in office. So again, looking at just how much has changed over the last few years, how have location benefits, specifically those being remote or hybrid, really changed the landscape of employee benefits and that general EVP that so many of us are looking to build and, and maximize?
1: Well, um, you know, you're looking at a different landscape now, right? And then for employers, there there are some challenges there too. Of course, you have to kind of be mindful of where your employees are going to be located and having the support system around um, employment laws and um, policies or things like that. I always want to pitch for what management needs to do. <laughs> um, but for the employee, it allows them a lot of opportunity to make decisions for their, themselves and their family. Where can they best locate, uh, either relocate or live to provide the right support system for their family, but also be available for their organizational work.
0: You know what that goes back to? That idea of work-life balance, which you had mentioned earlier. I think that that all ties into it, whether it's unlimited or flexible PTO or that idea of remote or hybrid, it really ties into work-life balance, which I think so many of us As we're all employees at some level are all looking for is that balance between work responsibilities, your home responsibilities, your life responsibilities, making them all just kind of work in tandem. Right, right. So that you're bringing your best self to both sides of that, to both the work side and to your life side of it too. Right. Not one should dominate the other. I think we're starting to find that with flexibility, we can achieve that a little more productively and it's a real thing. So that idea of flexibility, I mean, how's that going to play into the future of employee benefits? Where do you see employee benefits going with flexibility?
1: Um, I think, you know, organizations have to continue to embrace the flexible work environment. There need to be different types of structures put in place to support employees who may be working in a different state. Getting to know employment laws for that state as well, too. If you're working in, let's say, North Carolina or Washington state, there are different Benefit laws there that employees need to also understand. Um, And we want to be able to not only allow employees to work, but finding ways to continue to increase engagement. So that's the other piece, you know. Everyone's working a variety of different locations. How do we get everyone together? How do we get everyone connected? Um, So social engagements are going to be important, whether it's going to be virtual or it's going to be a quarterly type of social networking that's done. Um, But it is really important for employers to continue to find ways to engage their employees no matter where they're working.
0: Yeah, as we're looking at location becoming less of a factor for a lot of employment opportunities teams expanding and being more fully remote it's opening up the talent pool but it's also opening up just the distribution of your workforce where yeah as you mentioned you're gonna have to deal with occasionally teams that are across different states with different laws to balance out so uh, hr leaders are certainly gonna have to do a little bit of their homework and making sure they're up to speed with all the different rules and regulations for different states um, certainly means the handbooks will be expanding for sure with that but but there's also an opportunity to look at benefits and find opportunities to really encourage engagement while keeping flexibility top of mind. So I think it's an exciting time just to see the benefits world evolving in tandem with flexibility.
1: Yeah. And different organizations, different industries requires different things Totally, as well, too. So um, your, your tech organizations are going to probably promote more you know, flexibility because it it benefits them long-term, right? They get to keep employees engaged and they get to have really productive employees. So it really depends on the industry as well. Healthcare, yes, it's going to be challenging because there's still some face-to-face with patients that's required. So it depends on the industry as well too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to that idea of customization and just finding the right fit for individuals, When it comes to benefits, the same can be said for the employers, for organizations. It's got to be the right fit for you and what works for the business. And that that all comes in tandem. We're moving toward that customizable world, which that's where the benefits are just a microcosm of of the larger workplace, which is, is again, just very interesting and, and exciting to look at. So with that being said, we're looking at organizations. I think I always like to identify just some of those missing pieces, the pieces that are being overlooked, and also give our listeners just some takeaways and things they can start doing. So with benefits in mind here, what's one element or component that you're seeing most overlooked by HR and people operations teams when they're building their employee benefits packages?
1: Um, Having discussions about pay. You know, now what we're talking about, flexibility, and there are now a variety of different transparency laws that are out there. People not only want flexibility, but they also are motivated by different things. So do you have your pay right for the employees that you're trying to attract? Are there career opportunities within your organization? How are you engaging your employees once they're there? You know, you're talking about your brand, your EVP, but once they're there, what are the benefits? How can you sell that? I had a, a colleague who used to say you have to continue to attract your current employees to stay. So it's not attracting new talent, but how are you attracting your, your current employees to stay? Right. Um, you know, again, we, we have to talk about uh, working remotely. That's also very important. Those are some of the, the big factors that we hear growth, salary as well as um, a flexible work arrangement within organizations.
0: Yeah, I think it's just looking at the reward, right? Do your employees feel rewarded or fairly compensated for their work? I think that as long as you're listening to your employees, as you said, I think that's a great place to start uh, to ensure that you're in line with what your employees are looking for.
1: Right. You have to be creative about your recognition program, your various rewards. Are your employees really excited to work with their team and their managers? What kind of feedback are they receiving? Um, again, if you can help them save time in the commute, that's one great aspect right. in keeping them with the remote work. And that's a reward. That right? is it a doesn't reward. All just
0: come, it doesn't all just come down to salary? I think there's more ways to reward employees than just the the baseline salary. And absolutely, I think that's what's so interesting with payroll transparency. I mean, you're you're definitely seeing what your value is in the market, but that's still where organizations. It can't all compete at the same level with just base salary, but you can look at your other rewards packages, your benefits to balance that out and still remain competitive and keep your employees feeling appreciated, rewarded, and engaged.
1: Right. And it's a matter also, are the work that they're doing, are they feeling that they're aligned with the overall organizational values? Um, What's in it for them in the long run?
0: That's a great way to look at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They have to be willing to commit to staying with you. But um, at the end of the day, a thank you, some small recognition, a thank you email goes a long way.
0: It really does. It, it's so surprising how quick that can be in terms of, of commitment to it and how easy it can be to do it, but how long of a uh, ripple effect that can have with an employee.
1: Yeah, a sense of belonging, a sense of I'm part of this organization is ideal to 100%.
0: So, with that theme, that idea of trying to give our listeners some takeaways here, what's one thing HR teams could start doing today to help create a more productive and attractive employee experience?
1: um One of the things that I, I actually encourage some of my managers to do is during their either one on ones or their regular meeting huddles, you know put in some real little engagement activity there maybe just going around and just checking in and talking about how was your your weekend you know just little opportunities to really get to know the employee as a as a human as an individual someone who has a life beyond the work that's being done for you a lot goes on in an employee's life over a weekend yeah. but most of the time no one knows
0: i love that it's it's back to that idea of bringing the human element into it really and, and leading with that piece getting to know your employees, getting to ensure that they feel appreciated, they feel seen, um, and just creating that great culture. It's a great way to start.
1: It's a great way to start. It's something simple that you can incorporate. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's free. All it costs, it is time. It is
1: absolute free. And then look at your recognition programs. If you don't have any, then you need to start having conversations with your leadership about creating them as HR professionals. Um, but if you do have some, Rush them off and see if you need to revise your recognition program, create new creative opportunities. We provide a lot of different social events for our organization. We also partner with our DEIB office on creating a lot of social events. So there are a lot of different ways that you can support employees that managers can. A lot of times they just feel lost and um, they just need someone to kind of guide them through what they should be doing.
0: I love that. So, Sony, let me ask, is there an element of employee benefits that you're excited about to see emerge and become more commonly adopted in in the future?
1: Oh, I do. Um, I, I used to make a joke with a colleague that, you know, we're going to step into the HR portal and and have virtual conversation with everyone. And then 2020 hit, and we've been in the virtual portal of Zoom, Teams, or any other virtual platform. So I am excited about that. I'm excited about ways that we can um, virtually um, uh, uh, encourage engagement or promote uh, opportunities for employees to feel more supported. It's Challenging, absolutely, because you have everyone in different locations and everyone has different needs, but at least there's a start. There's an opportunity to get feedback from the employees, and if you're not doing it right, you'll hear from them. They'll tell you. And then there's always a way to To have a detour or uh, revise your programs and encourage participation throughout the process. A lot of managers are not even encouraging employees to get involved in just little things. You know, you may have volunteer programs in your organization. You may want to encourage them to take the PTO time that's available to them. There may be other benefits. Um, We did a session the other day, in partnership with DEI, about the sandwich generation and the resources that we have in our organization for them. So there are different things that we can do. We just have to just listen to our employees and just try different things for them.
0: That's great. And yeah, technology has made it so much easier to do that, figuring out new ways to utilize that to hear your employees even more and meet them. It is really exciting. So that's that's great to hear you're thinking that way and excited about that as well. And that's certainly something we're all going to be watching. Thank you for that, Sony. So again, we're here with Sony Jean Michelle Thornton, Senior Human Resources Business Partner at Columbia University Irving Medical Center. Now, Sony, you shared some great information about benefits with us, but let's just talk about your career a bit more. So what's something you've learned about yourself over the past year?
1: Um, that I need to put self-care first. And I've been an advocate for self-care. I've promoted different programs around self-care. I've encouraged uh, opportunities around well-being. But for me as an individual, also having our managers, leadership, employees see that HR is also not only promoting, but taking advantage of some of the opportunities that are made available to us has been an important learning lesson for me. Um, I'm taking time off. (laughs) We work, uh, we have a hybrid schedule. Uh, So I'm in the office a couple of days a week. So not only are we talking the talk, but we are also walking it. And we want to be as supportive as possible. But uh, we're nothing if we don't take care of ourselves.
0: That's the goal. And, and right, you can set the example then for your fellow employees, for everyone else in your staff, by doing it yourself, walking the walk.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I, I just so appreciate seeing employees happy and finding joy in the journey of work. So I I do appreciate the opportunity to speak about this, Josh. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, of course. Now let's dig even further back right, and look at Again, as I mentioned, you've got over 20 years of experience in HR. What's the best piece of professional advice that you'd received along the way? Something maybe you lean on as you have continued to grow your career that you could pass along to our audience of HR professionals and recruiting professionals and people operations professionals and pay it forward. What's something that that you really leaned on throughout your career?
1: Um, The fact that you have the capability of driving change, and I think that was one of the very initial opportunities that I learned early in my career. A lot of times I hear HR needs a seat at the table. HR needs to be more respected. But I think it's also how we approach our leaders, the opportunity to uh, allow them to see the kind of skills that we have, uh, ways that we can influence them, ways that we partner with them. And with those type of little changes, You'll start seeing change happening. And sometimes, like the pandemic, they have no choice but to listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) So change was the the core of who we were during the pandemic because HR was everything to every organization, almost everywhere in the world.
0: (laughs) I I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Sony. So again, we're here with Sony Jean-Michelle Thornton, Senior Human Resources Business Partner at Columbia University, Urban Medical Center. Sony, before we let you go here, this is how we cap off all of our interviews. And it's a question about motivation and understanding really what gets you going to start your day. So when you wake up in the morning, your feet hit the floor, and you're ready to start your day, what's the one thing that
1: gets you out of bed? Um, uh, I, I'm very spiritual. So the one thing that gets me out of bed is just thinking very positive thoughts. Um, and I think positive thoughts not only for myself but for my family and I am prepared for the rest of the day. So no matter what comes, good or bad, I'm ready for it.
0: I love it. Well, thank you and again. Sony Jean-Michel Thornton, Senior Human Resources Business Partner at Columbia University Urban Medical Center. Thank you for joining the HR Works podcast. Thank you also for being on the Employee Benefits Week panel that we've got on HR Daily Advisor. I highly suggest anyone who's listening to this podcast and really enjoyed hearing from Sony on this one. To check out that panel, it's available on demand through hrdailyadvisor.com. We'll provide the links through our show page, but certainly check that out. And again, Sony, as mentioned, you've really done and seen it all in the HR space. We just scratched the surface on talking benefits. There's so much more to talk about in HR. We'll definitely have to have you back soon to keep the conversation going. But until then, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I do hope everyone finds joy in the workplace.
0: Uh, it, it was my pleasure. It was a pleasure to have you on. Again, thank you, Sony, and we'll have to do it again
1: soon. Okay, Josh. Thanks again.
0: Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.